0: improving improving aspirations and opportunities for children and young people we're doing that through building confidence and self-esteem in children and young people young people and equipping young people with life skills so that's what we're all about this morning and first thing I think I want to do is to um, is to invite these people uh, to share a little bit about who they are so Um, Give us your name and uh, what you do in this arena in terms of like professionally or uh, otherwise. Uh, We'll start with Rob. Is this working? Um,
1: So yeah, um, I'm not sure, what what do you want to know? Um, What I work as, so I'm a teacher. Um, I used to work in Ashford at uh, John Wallace School. Um, I've now been uh, moved on to Folkestone. Um, so I'm doing a similar sort of job there. And within Numa, I've been kind of here for about a year and a half, possibly two years, on and off, with COVID and stuff like that. Um, and now part of the youth team.
0: Amazing. It's definitely longer than that. You helped me move into my house. That was three and a half years ago. Was
1: it three and a half years? Okay, three and a half. It feels, feels like moving to <laughs> Yeah, okay. uh, Chrissy.
2: Um, So I am Chrissy, and those of you who have got kids, I assume you might know my face, um, because I oversee the kids team upstairs, um, and so I'm employed to do that by Numa Church. um, So I kind of look after the kids upstairs, and the family events that we do, and stuff like that.
0: Sarah? (laughs)
3: Hi, I'm Sarah. Um, I've been a teacher for 28 Yes. That says something about my age, doesn't it? Um, uh, in all different places, and worked in Ashford as well. And I'm currently a head teacher; I have been for about nine years now, in Headcorn. Um, and um, in my time, I've also done youth work and things, and run kids' teams and stuff. So a bit variety of stuff there.
0: Amazing! Thank you all so much for uh, for coming along this morning, and for um, these guys have also not just come along, and, and they've also been. Uh, Prompted um, to hear from God. And so, what I've told them is that at any time, if they feel a prompting from um, God or they feel like something is just going to land, they can just like share it out and invite people to respond to it right then and there. So, um, this hopefully won't just be a classic question and answer type thing. We won't get some really good talking points. But more than that, we want to invite the presence of God to actually come like it did earlier, like um, right as, as we were reading scripture. And like you might have felt it when Tim was just talking about about pursuing the kingdom, we want to have that right now. So um, please do be open to um, hearing and responding to what God is doing. So young people in Ashford there are uh, there's about 20 percent of the population of Ashford, right? Is, um, is a one in five between zero and 19, so young people between not and 19. And that is 31,800 people, nearly 32,000 people in Ashford. The Prince's Trust Youth Index, which is a report um, which uh, was done earlier this year, um, so this is from 2023, it found that the overall well-being of young people has flatlined, remaining at the lowest point in its 14 years of this report's history. It goes on to say that The number of young people feeling that they will fail in life has increased among those from poorer backgrounds. 36% reported this compared to 25% 12 months ago. One in two young people, 56%, say they always or often feel anxious. And 62% always or often stressed. More than two-fifths, 45%, report ever experiencing a mental health problem so what does it mean to improve aspirations and opportunities for children and young people what does it mean to build confidence and self-esteem in children and young people something that from those figures is so so clearly needed sarah let's start with you as as uh, someone who's a leader in this field as as a head teacher what does that what does that mean to you like why simply put Uh, Why do you go to work? Why would you choose to work in this profession?
3: (laughs) Now, that's a question. Um, I mean, the obvious thing is we're investing in the next generation. And I know that sounds like an obvious thing to say, but actually these people are going to be adults and are going to be our older generation, are going to be our leaders, are going to be our um, influencers, are going to be, if they're not already the people that are living in this world and doing the jobs that we're doing and taking, stepping in our footsteps. And what is better than investing in the next round of people that are gonna be making huge decisions and really important, making important um, strides for the future. You know, like I say, if they're not already already doing so, I mean, I I work in primary and I have children that are influencing already at the age of eight, nine. For good and also not making the great decisions, but they're influencing people around them already and, and and I think what gets me up in the morning is I get the privilege and the honor to invest in those lives and the lives around them, including their families, to make a difference hopefully for all the positives so, and there's a heck of a lot of voices that are speaking into the, the lives of the young of the young people in our in our world at the moment and I want to be one of those positive voices speaking into their world.
0: Yeah, amazing, Rob. The stats that I read out are like pretty, like concerning, right? Like every single one of those percentages is like a lot. Is that is that true? Like in your experience, is that does that reflect what's going on for our young people?
1: Yeah, I would say unfortunately it is true. I think we can. Uh, like I teach in a secondary school and have done sort of since I started teaching, which is, what, 17, 18 years ago now? Um, yeah, and it, unfortunately it is true. Um, what makes it worse is year on year it makes, like, those stats just increase. And it's, it, it's hard being in, the, in those situations where you can see those, th- those anxiety levels and fear and stress and all of that stuff um, in, in the classroom and also kind of in the community spaces as well, like lunch times and break times, particularly at break times. Um, So yeah, I would say they are true, Um, which is kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to go into teaching and education and kind of leading that kind of the teenage group. Um, Teenagers are pretty horrible for the most part. They're kind of they're kind of they're they're, you know they're they're no one wants to work with teenagers, do they? Because teenagers are kind of grimy and horrible and all of that kind of stuff. But um, (laughs) it's it's true. Um, But. I really wanted to work in that because I wanted to be a constant with some of those students lives and I think um, where I've seen the differences particularly in the schools that I've been for a long period of time um, you do make a difference and you do kind of have that conversations with the kids uh, and you do kind of get to know families and what what makes them tick and actually it kind of it, that does improve so they know someone that that they can go to for help or stress or whatever it is they can go to someone for advice so I think yeah unfortunately the stats are true um, COVID hasn't helped um, to be completely honest um, some there's, there was attendance figures on the news this week as well so um, people aren't going back to school either um, which is shocking um, so yeah unfortunately actually yeah
0: Chrissy what's, what's God's heart for young people
2: <laughs> thanks I get that question uh, yeah, um, so like, God wants all of our kids and all of our young people to be mentally well, right? Like, he wants all of us to be mentally well. And I think what um, both um, Rob and Sarah were saying about the privilege of being able to, like, make a difference in the lives of our kids and of our young people. I work with kids, so I'm going to say kids, but it is across both, like, expect. I'm going to say kids, though, because mm-hmm. it's quicker. Like, the people that work with our kids, we get the the real impact to speak life into our kids' Lives, and you know what? It's a privilege to get to do it professionally, to get to do it paid, but it's a privilege for anyone who gets to come into contact with children and young people. Like, it is e- like everybody I can guarantee that everybody here comes into contact with, with a kid, right? If, if it's even if it's just like saying hello to them on the bus, right? But actually, it is our responsibility to draw out gold and life in the kids that we come into contact with. It doesn't need to be like anything special it just needs to be seeing what god is seeing and you know what some of the kids we come into contact with if i real honest some of them probably don't even like but you know what god loves them and god sees the sees the gold in them and if you can't see anything good in them then actually ask god what are you seeing in in these kids and young people because you know what some of them are rob says some of them are grimy some of them are hard but you know what god's heart breaks when he sees those kids who are anxious and who are not Oh, who, who who are mentally so un, unwell, and he wants them to be well, yeah. like and actually the only way he can be well if, is is if somebody they can be well is if somebody a steps up and b walks alongside them and from from a Jesus point if you introduce them to Jesus, yeah.
0: Yeah, gone wrong.
1: What Tim was saying was bang on. Um, and I, I, met, I commented to, to Beck behind me. It was like, that's absolutely kind of like on the money. As, as far as like, um, like we have to church our, our, the next group, right? So we have to church the teenagers. We have to church the, um, the ones in between. And we can't do that from just this building. We have to do that outside. Yeah. And like Chrissy said, like, the biggest thing that the kids want is a hello. How are you? Um, or even like a high five or a hug quite often. Um, And so quite often when the youth come in on a Sunday I'll have this really awkward do I give you a hug or a handshake or stuff but more often they just want a hug and I'm not saying that we need to go around and hug hug a teenager every single day um, because it's (laughs) probably not gonna work is it but I think what Tim was saying was bang on like we can't just rely on a building to to have those conversations and to do it outside do it in our communities do it in our workplaces morning how are you um, just a smile like for some of those kids is, is all that's needed and that actually might be the trigger for the next thing you know yeah. to invite them for something or to invite them in so yeah. all of those bits and pieces so I agree with what Chris is saying definitely
0: yeah and yeah go on sir. I
3: was just going to say I think I think particularly with um, young people as in teenagers we and I include myself in this working in this environment we sometimes avoid contact because we're a bit fearful or a bit intimidated or what could they do what might they say might reject me or but actually all the things you're feeling they're feeling and actually what they need is compassion and they need time and they need understanding and they need forgiveness and whether they're making good or not so great choices they need to be seen and they need to be loved and they're just trying to find their way and you know some of my most challenging children in school are the ones that need the most Because they're coming from situations where all that they're being exposed to is the wrong stuff. Because their parents have been parented well and it's a cycle. And actually they need us to be that light to break those cycles by just, like you are saying, just saying hello. Makes a difference in a child's world. That smile, that acknowledgement, doesn't have to be words of wisdom and pulling them aside and all of that. It can just be seeing them and just acknowledging them. And, yeah, you might get a bit backlash, but a lot, of ty- a lot of the time that's because they're nervous because they don't get that. They don't get seen. And a lot of behaviour comes out because they are not seen, they're not cared for, they're not invested in.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So um, talk a little bit more, um, Sarah, about that difference that you see. And uh, I think you, you just commented there about, like, the difference between someone's behaviour and someone's like identity, like who they are, like how. So, what 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 does that look like in, in practice? Like, how are you able to separate that out from seeing some, what somebody is is doing and uh, and the identity of who God has called them to be?
3: Oh, I could take all day, um, but it's very hard to not judge. And I'm talking about anybody here, not just children, but anybody by what you see. ...in their behaviour. You've got to see beyond that... ...and you've got to take a breath and go... ...why are they doing this? You know, why are they backchatting me? Why are they swearing? Why are they being physical? Why are they vandalising? Why are they... I mean, we've got some... I, I work in Headcorn, ...so you'd think leafy green village... ...and the village has changed a lot... ...but actually, in the time that I've been there... ...the behaviour has deteriorated enormously... And we're looking as a team as to why that is. A lot of it is family-based. When you look at their family lives, when you can look beyond what you're seeing in front of you and you look at their family lives, all the influences on them, all the impact that even primary kids with social media, with what they're watching on telly, with the games they're playing, you know, you've got to look at all the factors that are influencing them. And when you start to look at that, you go, oh, you can see beyond that behavior. It starts to make sense. And you can start to think, well, how can I make a positive impact to to almost negate some of the other things that 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 they're being exposed to? You know, like I said earlier, there are so many voices speaking into our young people, so many positive and so many negative voices. But where is our voice in all of this? Where are we drawing alongside and bringing balance and bringing truth and bringing love and acceptance? And... Often with some, like I said, some of my most difficult children, the more you bring love and acceptance, the more they push back, the behavior becomes worse before it gets better. You know, we've, got a, we've built a nurture unit since COVID because the the response when they came back from the pandemic, our biggest thing is getting children over the threshold. Once they're in, they're okay, generally, but actually they're two worlds collided with school and home or with church and home or all those different worlds colliding are asking them to be so many different versions of themselves that they don't know who they are half the time so it's bringing, like I think Rob said, that consistent voice that consistent acceptance, that consistent you are loved whatever you do, this is not about what you do, this is about who you are um, yeah, so it's seeing beyond that behaviour
0: yeah, that's great,
1: Josh can I- Kind of, yeah, of course. I think sometimes from a secondary as well, like when you have um, students who see the immediacy of things, so whether it's through social media, they have to wait thirty seconds for for the next thing. Um, so they're not used to having to wait for that long either, and so that really impacts their identity, and then that impacts their behaviour. A lot of it is parental, kind of, uh, particularly kind of in the in area and like in certain areas of Ashford. The the question is, well, what's the point? Why do I need to do this? Why do I need to try? Why do I need to make? this so kind of our job is that you said about raising aspirations and that's exactly it is to raise the aspirations of these young people whether that's through education whether it's through youth work or whether it's through kind of uh, like social work or whatever it is it's raising aspirations actually why should you do it because you can do it like it's not it's not a bad thing to try and try and fail but like give it a go like try and I think that's what our job is is primarily for as well
0: yeah it's amazing and I, I was just catching up on last week and uh, Vicky and Stephen um, were on the panel last week, and um, they talked a little bit about this kind of stuff as well. And it was really, really great. So, um, if you get a chance to go back and listen to that, if you weren't able to be here, uh, Chrissy, like the, this aim of like building confidence and self-esteem in children and young people, like how how do you how do you how are you doing that? Like, what's what's your what's your plan? <laughs>
2: So one of the things that um, God has been speaking to me a lot about um, recently is like speaking life over our kids, um, and it will probably I'll probably keep coming back to it because there is a there is a culture there is a culture and in all sorts of places where it has become the norm to speak. Um, negativity over our kids and it has a massive impact on who they are and who they become. We say here that the ship, ship the tongue is, is the rudder, right? And what we speak out and what we declare becomes, becomes truth. And actually, um, one of the things that we try and do upstairs, and I'm really, really privileged upstairs because I work with a load of people who also think our kids are amazing, so they can continue to speak life over our kids but actually one of the things we do upstairs is we keep speaking gold over our kids we speak keep speaking life over our kids and keep saying actually because because you're better than that what what, what's the point well because because you can and you will and god is doing this through you and actually look at what god is doing and look at what you're seeing and like so one of the the and i'm really i say i'm really privileged because i get to work with some fabulous, fabulous kids upstairs um, and continue to see what God is doing through them and who God is calling them to be and get to, like, speak that over them. Um, And I guess that, I hope, (laughs) I hope it raises their aspirations and their confidence, but also I hope it um, helps them know their identity and what God is calling them them to be. Um, And I believe that if you can embed it in them when they're young when they are like we've all got stuff that is
1: like
2: we've all got baggage that has been spoken over us from when we are kids that we we hold on to and like actually wouldn't it be great if the the 30 the 30 or 40 kids that are upstairs are knowing their identity in Jesus rather than that the identity of the rubbish that has been spoken over them by other people whether that's their peers whether that's their te- like teachers there are, there are teachers that don't speak life over kids right I hope there's less of them but like what we hope and what I what we aim to do upstairs is to like just draw, draw gold out and, and raise the kids expectations of what God has called them to be
0: yeah it's amazing it's so good yeah go on
2: I think
3: yeah. <laughs> I think also and, I, and I'm aware that I'm speaking this as a teacher and a head teacher is that for many of our children and young people, aspiration is about attainment and about achievement and what grades you get. I mean, bearing in mind, I mean, my nephew's just gone through GCSEs and it's all the comparison between him and his friends, what GCSEs he's got, and how that can limit what he's going to do. And you're just thinking, and no offence to all the teachers in the room as well, but it's it's one exam. It's not all that they are. And I think when we talk about raising aspirations, and um, I do a lot of this in school as well because... Um, In our curriculum and everything, it's a lot about what you're going to get in maths and English, and I understand that they need foundational skills to then build on, but actually it's more than that, it's who they are as a person, it's other things that they can offer, it's to be encouragers and champions of other people, it's to to nurture the other God-given talents in them, not just to get an exam test result. And I think as parents and as people around them and as teachers, we need to be nurturing every aspect of them, not just academic achievement. Because for some of them, they're not necessarily going to achieve that, but will go on to achieve huge things in other areas.
0: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm conscious that uh, some of the stories that you might want to share or, or have to share might not be able to be shared. Um, but I'm wondering if uh, if one of you has a, a story about how, um, w- you know, whether it's, uh, it doesn't have to be recent or not, but whether something that you feel that God has um, done in you or that you felt called to do, or, or even just a story of, of what this actually looks like in um, in practice in terms of, uh, we're not looking for like the biggest thing, but like just a little thing. Like it says, right, you know, do, do not despise the day of small beginnings, like, um, do one of you have a story of, or something that you can share um, of maybe of hope or something like that with um, with one or maybe more young people um, that might be appropriate for, uh, for now?
2: I can do just a little bit of a general um, and it is going to generalise it a lot. Um, upstairs, um, we have quite a high number of children with additional needs um, and Really frankly, it should be carnage up there most weeks because our percentage of kids with additional needs is really, really high. Um, And we have kids that come into our space that don't really function in the school environment, don't really function in clubs very easily, And they kind of come with a, like, almost like a ready-made package. And you see parents who come thinking their kids are going to fail because they failed everywhere else. Um, But we seem to, and it can only be Jesus, and it can only be speaking life. We seem to create an environment where these kids thrive and fly. Like, um, we had someone who came a couple of summers back just post-COVID, whose kid came into our environment and it was the only space that they hadn't been booted out for being aggressive and hurting other people because they hadn't... So, like, speaking life makes a difference to our children. Raising their, the expectation of themselves makes a difference, and I think, I think that has got to be hopeful, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Um, we are Very shortly, we're going to transition into, t- into a time of worship. I've got just one more question... Um, but just before that I just want to say thank you to you guys like you you have and not just for what you've brought this morning um, but uh, for like the question that I asked at the start of like why do you why do you work in this field um, is a genuine one right because this is a this is a really really tough thing and I think actually in a in a in a few minutes as part of the ministry time we just love to honor and pray for you guys as well as anybody else who works for our young people as well as some of our young people so we'd love to do that in just a minute but thank you um, the what uh, each of you have, have brought such um like such hope in your conversations as well as like real honesty, um and what you've what you've done or certainly what I've felt is that you've made it really accessible in terms of like you might have heard this but actually this is what you can do, um and uh, and and that's that's so hopeful and that's so like tangible for us. Um, we have an amazing uh, kids team and youth team at NUMA, and um and so I'm sure like a lot of these uh, these guys are like wondering. Um, like what's, what's going on with that but unfortunately um, all the all the places are full and there's no room for people that's right right isn't it no it's not right no, it's oh not wait right, so no, people can not. get involved if they want to
1: well I reiterate my, my point previously it's not just about this room Like, I mean, by all means we, we want more people to, to be doing it I mean ultimately we don't want to be doing the, the youth stuff just in one tiny room we yeah. want to be doing the youth stuff in a room like this all the time you know, every Sunday, have a separate youth service. I don't, I don't know what that looks like. But ultimately, we want more and more people to get involved. Yes, the capacity. People, I think sometimes people go, oh, youth, you can go off, see you later. You know, kind of, we're just going to kind of give us five minutes' peace, which is obviously well-deserved. Um, but I think we, but we want more people involved. We want more people to kind of to, to do church with those with those guys as opposed to kind of just in a room, uh, by ourselves you know we want more people we want like I said we want more people more space more children more youth the children outside who, who aren't coming here need to be coming here you know and we, we can only do that with kind of not just us other people's support and help
0: yeah and what would you say to somebody who feels like they can't do that like whether um, Rob or Chrissy whether where somebody who feels like either they've tried before and it didn't like, you know, they've they've had some of that backlash that you were talking about, Sarah or or they just don't feel qualified. What would you say to them?
1: Do you want me to go in again? Any of you, yeah, yeah. I mean it's have you got a heart for young people? Um, obviously some people's skill sets and some people's heart is with a different group, which is completely fine. That's that's all right. Like but have a heart for the young people. Like do you want to kind of change those young people's lives? You know, even if it's like saying a hello, like that can be a big difference or playing a video game with them or kick, having a kickabout with them. It's, it's that simple. It's, it's not kind of too complex. You don't need a degree in it. You know, just just be a good person for them.
0: Love it, love it. And um, people can come and chat to you afterwards if they want to learn some more about that. Yeah, or... Anyone from the youth team or Chrissy? Yeah. Or anyone? we're going to get the youth team up in a bit, and um, and the, and some of the kids team as well, and pray for pray for them. I think Go on, Chrissy.
2: Um, and one of the things, um, and I say this when people come into kids team, but it's very much the same for youth. Like all of our kids and all of our young people are different. So actually, you might look and think, oh well, I don't know, like Rob, I'm not a youth worker, I can't can't work with young people. But you know what? All of our all of our young people need someone to look up to and it's great to have people that that are varied that they can look up to i'm calling out the blokes in the room loads of our young people need a really good father figure um and that can just look like walking alongside them it doesn't need to be be anything fancy like we we need good blokes speaking into the lives of our kids and young people we need good women too like it's really important but if you look at the makeup of the majority of kids and youth teams across, I'm gonna go across the country, but definitely around here, they're primarily made of ladies. And actually our young lads, our young boys, who are they looking up to? Are they looking up to people that are faith filled men who are like going after Jesus or like, that is, what, that is one of the things that they need. And it's one of the things I believe is really lacking, um, not just here, but across our country. Um, so if you're looking at and thinking oh well I'm not not a youth worker then have a look at do, do you love Jesus do you but do you hear those stats that Josh said at the start which are absolutely heartbreaking like anxiety and mental health is so low in our young people and do you think you know what I want to make a difference because if you answer yes to those three questions then talk to the youth team about how you can make a difference because even if it's just well, actually, I don't want to say even if it's just praying, because that can be yeah, a cop out. Um, but even even if it is just asking, how can I support you? Because, you know what, God calls us, calls us to speak into the next generation, which is actually the now generation.
1: I mean, Jesus was the ultimate youth worker, right?
0: Amazing. All right, we... Um, yeah, go on, go on, Sarah.
3: Just to finish off, um, I'm thinking of my school environment, and you'd think teachers and TAs are the ones that have the biggest impact and in some way they do, but for certain children, it's our premises staff who ask them to go and help sweep up stuff. It's the kitchen staff who say, when a kid doesn't like going out lunchtime, engages them by wiping the tables down or just chats to them about their day. It's the, it's the person on the gate as the welcomes them. Every single person here is a youth worker because you interact with young people, whether you are a family member, whether you, you know you don't have to have children yourself. I don't have children myself. But I know I have a huge impact on my nephews and nieces by how I parent them from being an auntie. And it could be that you have people down your street and just how you chat to them when they're playing out in the, in the road or when you're being served by a young person in a shop. All of that is youth work because it's about how you're interacting with them. It takes a village because every child interacts with a different person in a different way and will engage with you in a different way to the person sat next to you. So my challenge is that actually... It's all of our responsibility.
0: Yeah, amazing. Yeah, thank you, guys. Okay, so uh, we are going to uh, move into a time of response and worship. Um, so Kat's just going to lead us in worship. Um, uh, you guys stand. In fact, let's stand in, um, in response to this. I'm just going to invite um, uh, these three guys to just like, lead us into a time of uh, prayer, just as Kat starts to lead us in worship. Um, if, um, if any or each of you just feels like you've got a, um, a prayer in response um, to lead us into uh, into worship, that would be great.
2: Father God I thank you that you are here and I thank you that you have called us all to speak into the lives of children and young people Lord and I pray for the people here that feel like that's an impossible or a daunting task and I just pray that you open their eyes and their hearts to what is possible through you working through them Lord I pray for your Holy Spirit to come
3: Lord, I want to pray that you put on each one of our hearts this morning somebody or some young people that you know that we interact with, that we could have a huge influential impact on. And Lord, I pray that if they're a challenging child, that you'll soften our heart and open our eyes to the goodness in them, to how we can love them, how we can accept them, how we can embrace them, by engaging with them or just smiling or just acknowledging them. Lord drop those names into our hearts now give us a tenderness for them
0: going to move into a time of worship now, but as I said, this um, this front space, we've got loads of space down here. and um, We're going to get off stage, and we're going to start singing songs to and about God, praise and worship. But um, I just want to make this really wide. If you have anything that we can pray for you about this morning, and maybe we'll have some more specific words. If you've got anything that we can pray for you about um, in response to uh, what these guys shared, or if you feel a prompting from God, then just come to the front, and we have a bunch of very friendly people who will just um, ask if they can put a hand on your shoulder and invite the presence of God this morning. Um, We're not going to preach at you, we're just going to invite the presence of God. Um, So if you'd like to respond to that, then just come forward, and uh, we can pray for you this morning. Thank you for listening to Numa Sunday's podcast. For more information, go to numachurch.uk where you can find more ways to connect with us. Have a great week and remember your are loved.